Welcome to Rama for Today Radio. See, I've never been to a holiness church. I've never heard anybody preach separation from the world. I've never heard anything like that. I never thought a thing in the world about anybody smoking cigarettes. Our pastor smoked. You know, the minute I was born again, something on the inside of me told me not to. And I never had done much, but as a kid, you thought it made you groan, you know, to try to suck on a cancer stick. The minute I was born again, something in here told me, and I said to the Lord, I'll never smoke another cigarette as long as the day I live. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Today we continue the series, How You Can Know the Will of God by Kenneth E. Hagan. Stay tuned as we listen to this powerful, timeless teaching. Also, later in today's program, I'll give you the details on this month's special offer. Right now, Here's Kenneth E. Hagin's classic message. The reason that our bodies become the temple of the Holy Ghost is because our bodies are the temples of our own spirit. The Holy Spirit is not dwelling in our bodies per se. He's dwelling in our spirits. Therefore, if God is dwelling in us, then that's where he's going to speak to us. In our spirits, in our hearts, because that's where he is. We need to know that. The Spirit himself beareth witness with our spirits that we are the children of God. Now we're so, so body conscious and so fleshly conscious and so physical conscious that spiritual things are indistinct to us. Remember this, that your spirit has a voice. We call that voice conscience. Your conscience is the voice of your spirit and your spirit will speak to you. Now the question is asked is your conscience a safe guide? Yes if your spirit has become a new man in Christ then your conscience is a safe guide. Your conscience is the voice of your spirit. If your spirit is a new man 2 Corinthians 5, 17 said, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things passed away. Behold, all things become new. And uh, if your spirit is a new man with the life and the nature of God in it, with the spirit of God in it, then it's a safe guide. Now, a person has never been born again, doesn't have the life of God in his spirit, doesn't have the nature of God in his spirit, doesn't have the love of God in his spirit, doesn't have the spirit of God in his spirit, then his conscience is not a safe guide because his spirit is unregenerate and he's got the nature of the devil in his spirit and his conscience will permit him to do anything. But when you have the nature and the life of God in you, your conscience won't permit you just to do anything. And the more conscious you are of your spirit and of your inner man and the more tender you are toward that voice of your conscience, then you, you'll just automatically, no one I have to tell you, you'll automatically know right from wrong. You'll just automatically leave off a lot of things. Now, if you'd ever stop and consider this, I think about my own experience sometime. See, I was born and raised Southern Baptist. Well, now, there's a lot of things, people in our church, you know, that practice, it was, we, I never thought anything about. I never heard, see, I'd never been to a holiness church. I'd never heard anybody preach separation from the world. I'd never heard anything like that. I never thought a thing in the world about anybody smoking cigarettes. Our pastor smoked. You know, the minute I was born again, something on the inside of me told me not to. And I never had done it much, but as a kid, you thought it made you groan, you know, to try to suck on a 
cancer stick. <laughs> the minute I was born again, something in here told me, and I said to the Lord, I'll never smoke another cigarette as long as the day I live. I never heard of the Holy Ghost, never heard anybody say it was wrong or it was right. Never thought a thing in the world about it. If you'll be tender to your spirit, you'll leave off a lot of things. Amen, that's absolutely the truth about the matter. I thought about it later. Well, how come me to say that? But you see, my spirit was enlightened. He'll enlighten you through your spirit. That's the way he'll enlighten you, is through your spirit. And the minute that my spirit became a new man, I learned early to let my spirit dominate the outward man, see? You don't have to be preached to. You don't have to, to preach do and don't. Let your spirit dominate you. Let that new man on the inside of you be the dominant one. Don't let your body, now your body will want to keep on doing things it's been doing because it hadn't been born again yet. You'll get a new body one day. Thank God for that. That'll be a great day, won't it? But uh, we don't have a new body yet. So we'll have to put up with the one we've got till then. But you see, friends, uh, God is dwelling in us. In our spirits. And the conscience is the voice of our spirit. Reason is the voice of our soul. Feeling is the voice of our body. Now we as Christians, we don't follow feeling or reason either one. We follow our conscience. Paul said, I always obey my conscience. A lot of times people want to go by feelings. Sometimes we use the word feeling, but we should explain what we mean by, we're really not talking about a physical feeling. Someone said, I feel the presence of God. We're not talking about a physical, that you feel the presence of God, like I feel this Bible in my hand, you know. We're talking about really a spiritual feeling or a spiritual sense. We sense God's presence. We, maybe a better way to say it, I'm conscious of his presence. It's a spiritual consciousness. Now you can have that consciousness and I guess I learned early because of experience. You can have that consciousness of his presence and fellowship with him even when the body is, uh, is not functioning. That's the reason you need to be careful. Doctors tell us this now, but I learned it in my experience. But doctors tell us this now. I've had doctors to tell me this because they've learned some things. And we're all in the process of learning, thank God. That when people are unconscious, don't stand around that person. You know, maybe, maybe medical science has given up and said they're going to die, but don't stand around there and talk death. They'll pick that up in their spirit, even though they're absolutely, totally cannot contact you. Because you see, the spirit never dies. A lot of times people's spirits will pick up things. It is not necessarily that the Holy Ghost revealed to them, but your spirit just picks up certain things sometimes. I'm of the opinion we'll have greater development in this area, but you see, the church has never grown out of a babyhood stage. Because they know little or nothing about spiritual development. Nearly all of our worship is either in the physical or the soul realm. And we know little at all. Once in a while, we'll touch that spirit realm a little bit. But because we're not taught, we don't know how to, uh, to develop and grow in that area. But thank God we're on the way. <laughs> Glory to God. Now then, this text said in Romans eight sixteen that his spirit bears witness with our spirits that we're the children of God. He doesn't bear witness with our bodies. Our feelings haven't got anything to do with it. I remember Smith Wigglesworth said something that blessed me when I first read it way back in the late 30s because it was so in line with some of my own experience. 
He said, I'm not moved by what I feel. I, I'm not moved by what I see. I'm moved only by what I believe. And then he went on to say, I can't understand God by feelings. I can't understand the Lord Jesus Christ by feelings. I understand God by what the Word says about him. I understand the Lord Jesus Christ by what the Word says about him. He's everything the Word says he is. Hallelujah. Well, you will not understand yourself by feeling. Understand yourself as a born-again, spirit-filled Christian by what the Word of God says about you. And when you read what the Word of God says about you, whether you feel like it or not, say, yeah, that's me, that's me. I have what the Word says I have. I can do what the Word says I can do. I am what the Word says I am. And you will begin to develop spiritually then. Blessed be the Lord. Now notice Jesus went on to say, uh, concerning the Holy Spirit, like John 16, 13, and 14. Remember, the Holy Spirit's in our spirits now. Howbeit, when he, the Spirit of truth, has come, he will guide. He will guide. That sounds a whole lot like how many, as many as are led. Led, guide, you into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself, so the Holy Spirit will speak. No, this is not talking about speaking with tongues. The Holy Ghost don't talk with tongues. The Holy Ghost gives your spirit the utterance and you do the talking. That's not the Holy Ghost talking. That's you. He does speak. We'll get into that in just a little bit here now. He shall not speak, though, of himself. But whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak. And he shall show you things to come. Now, whatever the Holy Spirit hears God say or Jesus say, he'll speak that in your spirit. Because that's where he is. He shall glorify me, for he shall receive of mine, and he'll show it unto you. Jesus said also, John 14, 26, he shall teach. The Holy Spirit will teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I've said unto you. Now people ask me sometimes about remembering, you know. They asked me, I remember years ago they'd asked me because at one time I could quote three-fourths of the New Testament. How do you memorize that and never memorize scripture in my life? Don't know a thing more about memorization. I suppose you could develop your mind if you'd work at it. I said, I just get to talking and it just comes up in me. It just rises up in me. He brings it to remember. He's in there. He just brings it up. How can you remember? You remember dates and places and things. You know, I get to talking about this happened then, that happened then, sometimes, you know. And, and, and I don't try to remember that. I tell you the truth about it. If I'm not speaking under the anointing and somebody asks me about it, I have to stop and think about it and try to drag it up to get it. But you see, the minute I spoke about that, it comes up. It's in here. It comes right up inside me. And I remember all about it. The date, the day, the place, where it was. I don't try to do that. It, it, it's, it's in here. And it just comes up. And there it is. Flash to my mind. Praise the Lord. Well, I don't think the Holy Ghost is going to show me things to come or bring things to my remembrance any more than he is you. If you'll learn to cooperate with him, I think that's where the problem is. Some of us learn to be a little more cooperative, not as much as we should, but a little more cooperative than others have. Well, let's all get into it. What do you say? Amen. Can you say amen? amen? Amen. He will show you things to come. Now, I don't believe that that just means that the Holy Ghost, as in the scriptures, what gives us prophecy and shows us about future events that's recorded in the Word of God. I believe that that means also, in fact, I know it does, that the Holy Ghost will show you things to come. He bears witness with your spirit. He leads you. Now, this witness of the Spirit is 
sometimes an, uh, uh, an inward intuition like. Sometimes it's a, just a check that you sense in your spirit, a, a stop sign, so to speak. Or sometimes it's just a green light, so to speak, so, something on the inside of it. Sometimes it's just an inward prompting or an urge. I'm doing my best to define it. It's difficult to put it in natural word spiritual to describe spiritual things. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Call now to get this month's special offer. Two CDs, How You Can Know the Will of God by Kenneth E. Hagan, plus the single CD and mini book, Where Do We Go From Here by Ken Hagan. These three items together are just $19.95. Don't delay. Call today. Call 1-888-FAITH-99. That's 1-888-FAITH-99. Or if you prefer, write Kenneth Hagen Ministries. Our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. Don't forget, for faster service, order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Now, let's join Ken and Lynette Hagen. And if you're in the Oklahoma City area, we will have... Carol's Candlelight and Communion on that Sunday night. I believe that's December the 22nd, I believe. 8921 Northwest Expressway. We meet there every Sunday at 6 p.m. We are there live. Yeah, I, uh, you know, you remember they started Saturday night services a long time ago? Uh, so people could be free on Sunday? Sunday yes. Hey, you can be free all weekend that's and right. come Sunday morning. Sunday night and enjoy Sunday morning on Sunday night. That's right. All right. During this holiday season, we invite you to come see the Rama Christmas lights. Over two million lights illuminate the Rama campus in Broken Arrow, Oklahoma, nightly through January 1st. For more info, go to ramabiblechurch.com slash Christmas. Tomorrow on Rama for Today, we continue with the teaching by Kenneth E. Hagan how you can know the will of God. Thanks for listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan.